Hey guys, I'm Kobe. And I'm Dave. You might well have noticed that our theme song is a new version of Way Down in the Hole. Yeah, and that really cool version was put together by Sam and Martin from the Song by Song podcast. Yeah, and we got together with Sam and Martin to talk about all of the different versions of Way Down in the Hole. And of course, we went deep on their version and how they put it all together. When you walk through the garden, you gotta watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon, walk the straight and narrow track. When you walk with Jesus, he's gonna save your soul. Just gotta keep the devil way down in the hole. He got the fire and the fury. Hello, folks. Uh, welcome back to the Song by Song podcast. Um, we are breaking slightly with format again. Um, we are joined uh, once more by our friend and co-podcaster, Kobe Amanaka. How are you guys? Great, How are you doing? It's great to be back here again. Yeah. Thanks welcome. for coming back. Thank you. Um, Kobe, you have a, uh, a new podcast project in the offing. Yeah, I can't uh, have. I need to have n plus one podcasts every every single year <laughs> <laughs> until I die. Recursive podcast maker. So uh, yeah, this is this podcast. We ties in directly with you guys because it's it's about the TV show The Wire. Ah, mm-hmm. interesting. And it's my favorite TV show. And what's the name of the podcast? The what? It's going. It's called um, The Wire Stripped. The Wire Stripped. Uh-huh. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, sexy. Exactly. Um, and what? could that possibly have in common with the, with the music of Tom Waits? <laughs> so, yeah, of course. I mean, the, the, intro, the intro is the song uh, Way Down in the Hole ah. by Tom Waits, which is off Frank's uh, Wild Years, I believe. Yes. Oh, it is, it is, yeah. Originally. Yeah. And but there's various different versions of that song. Absolutely. Depending on the, uh, on the, the season. season. So that's, what, that's one thing I really like about this, the way they've done it, is that typically with, with a TV show, you have one theme tune, yeah. and that rings true throughout the whole entirety of the lifespan. Yeah. But in this case, every season has its own artist who's done a different take on the same song. Each season of the show has a different theme. Well, we're going to go through not only the original Tom Waits, but also all of the cover versions that appear as part of the title sequence of The Wire. Um, So uh, without further ado, let's uh, kick this off. Oh, can can we do the intro? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Song by Song podcast. I'm Martin (laughs) Zolstrick. I'm Sam Pei. And I'm Kobe Omanaka. And we are about to listen to uh, Way Down in the Hole from Frank's Wild Years by Tom Waits. All the angels sing about Jesus' mighty soul. And they shield you with their wings. Uh, so I, I, I realise I didn't say in the intro. Um, I have watched about five episodes of The Wire. How so dare you. get out, <laughs> get out. Now. I know, I know. It's so I knew, I knew very little of uh, Tom Waits before. I knew he existed. I knew he was an actor. Uh, mm. I knew he was a musician, but I couldn't really place any of his songs uh, mm. in, in a lineup if they'd been given to me. <laughs> um, but, but now that you've been on the show, you're an expert. And now, now I've been on the show, I know everything. I know his favourite uh, scales that he uses, yeah. which is yeah. any. Uh, <laughs> the 12-note scale, right? Yeah. The 12-note scale. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, so 
I knew very little about Tom Waits and I didn't know the relevance of this song and I didn't know anything about it and I didn't this this is from season two yeah and mm. we're going to talk about the one that's in season one earlier and I thought the first time I actually heard this version which is the Tom Waits version mm. I was like why have they changed the theme tune to yeah. this song yeah. Yeah, yeah why have they changed who's, who's sung it um, mm. and I didn't know that they changed it to the person who'd originally sung it <laughs> it's a strange choice isn't it mm. to like put a, se- a second billing the originator of the the song and and in a strange way while I knew Waits and I think I'd heard this song before the um the transition from series one to series two mm. was quite jarring. Yeah, it's a like stark it, change. Very, and and almost like it, this this original version seems like it's trying really hard. By contrast, like there's the 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 tightness in his voice, mm. the 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 reach, the kind of tension that he's playing with, which he 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 plays with in all sorts. I of think songs. it's a good opportunity here that Martin's not seen the wire that we can kind of educate the listeners via Martin. Oh, sure. And so... Yeah, sure, I'll be your dum-dum. <laughs> intelligent layperson, that's what I prefer to use. That's very kind of you. Uh, so so season one is almost set up as, as a traditional, quote-unquote, bad guys versus Cops good guys. Cops and robbers. Yeah. 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 Um, and, but set in the slums and set in the in a drug... So Alvin Boxford is... Uh, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I thought I was going to say Alvin Simon Theodore then. <laughs> What? Yeah, the chipmunks. It's about the oh, chipmunks. Right, right, right. Slow descent into crime <laughs> via politics. So it's sort of, it seems to be uh, a, a cop's vendetta against this uh, uh, crime syndicate. That's as far as yeah. I, in the first four or five episodes I've got into it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of genuinely procedural stuff about how his commissioner, or his his superiors, don't really care about the murders this crime family have committed because it happened in a different reporting period and all this sort of well, weird yeah. nonsense. But the procedural procedural means that it'll be cut and shut within one episode. But this is, mm. I mean, like I'm not yeah, so, yeah, so it's not procedural like a CSI. Yeah. It generally gets to the procedure of what are the priorities of Absolutely. a police department, yeah. and it, and I, that's not a criticism actually. That's really interesting Absolutely, to be like, yeah. oh yeah, the reason they're not pursuing this case is because these murders happened in whatever the year was 2003 and it's, now it's 2004 and they only care about the yeah. the, the arrest what, for 2004 what they can see in front of them yeah so we should we should focus a little bit on the um on the the, on the, the musical music. um i love the song i think this yeah. is this is um fa- um it's going to be a strange recording set of context because uh, frank's wild is, is a record that i that i really loved and john honchman described as his masterpiece which I yes. was interesting oh, I, I, mm. I don't think it's the one that most people consider to be his best album even of that period no um there so was, what what period is this? So this is this comes after Rain Dogs. So this is in eighty seven. Seven, I think. I would say so. It's it's it's, it's um, uh, as the episodes around this will probably describe. Frank's Wild is is a is a play that he put on, um, based on a character from a song. Uh, it was a stage play. It was a tour. It was a movie. There's, so it's it's a, it's a concept album. Um, it was way. yeah. It was well. It was a it was a theatrical performance. So sure. it's even more than a concept album. It was it was a stage play. Hmm. Um, at the uh, what was it called the um, uh, the, the Gary Sinese thing? Uh, I don't, uh, oh yeah, Stephen Wolf. Stephen Theatre Company in Chicago. Put okay. on. So pretty heavy hitters. Like it was like Malkovich and not in the Frank Swallows, but Hank Malkovich was another one of the founders. Gary so, Cole, I think, was involved in it. Right, and, right. Yeah. So it's a fairly you know fairly well respected theatre company. I'm yeah, not sure how that absolutely. collaboration came came back. Um, so coming but coming on to the song, um, I think it's incredibly powerful. He's he's, he's occupying this preacher persona. That he obviously really enjoys sitting mm-hmm. in and having fun with, and this is sort of kind of that kind of crazy preacher language. But, so, but I think aware of its own ridiculousness, like yes. some of the lyrics, um, like kind of that slightly like almost school schoolboy snigger, 
you know, everyone sings about Jesus' mighty sword. It's like you can't avoid the fact that there's, there's a sort of like self-parodying double meeting, double meaning in that in that uh, in that lyric. Uh, and again, the incredible musicians, um, Mark Rubeau, yeah. guitar solo, sure. guitar player, doing what Mark Rubeau does amazingly, which is make it sound like he's throwing a guitar down the flight of stairs, and it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, the thing that I think is at the heart of this song is the um, the Ralph Carney um, double tracked. Uh, a double tracked saxophone or triple tracked mm. saxophone even this little dug, dug, da, da, is that what that is it's just ba, ba, a saxophone ba, well, it's t- well it's two, two or three so it's Ralph Carney looping tracks. back um, over and over again nice. and I think that that's the the heart of this song for mm. me because it's very simple you've got a cabasa which is um, doing the rhythm which is a um, it's a cir- it's a circle of beads yeah. around mm. a drum and as you rotate the drum um, and then you've got <laughs> the memory. upright bass uh, and then you've got Ralph Carney doing the little stabs and that's yeah. the bed of this and it loops in a really it, it's, it's not a, an imaginative song in terms of its uh, construction and even like Waits is mostly singing one or two notes so there's that there's that kind of cliche that the thing that is most pleasing to people is a melody repeated over changing harmony mm-hmm. and that's exactly what's happening here you've got that it stays the same and then the bass line which mm-hmm. is a subtle uh, indication of the harmony of the, the fact the chord is changing mm. Is changing, changing key. Yeah, and the, 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 the again, the riff riff doesn't change that much, but it's very, very subtle indication that there's a progression. It's, yeah. it's sort of a, sort of a twelve wobble. It's progression essentially. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's 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 sort of ironic. It, it's burying the lead. It's burying the melody, the harmony. Otherwise, it's a very repetitive song. But just that fact that there's that undercurrent of like, oh, something is changing. Makes yeah. it stops it from being really boring. Okay. <laughs> and the fact that it's obviously this like brutal uh semi-screamed yeah. uh, story Vocal, yeah. yeah um about you know de- hell and damnation and and how to guard we should um we should loop back though now to um uh what will be many people's first introduction to yeah. uh, way down in the hole uh, as appearing as the title sequence of series one of the wire this is uh, the blind boys of alabama singing uh, way down in the hole again if you walk through the garden, you better watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon for the stealing narrow If you walk through Jesus, you'll save your soul. So this episode, this this version of the of the tune is my. It would be my favorite. It's one that kind of gets my. Hairs tingling mm-hmm. on edge um, because of associations, you reckon? It is, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Pavlovian, um, pretty much. Well, I have a Pavlovian response to meringue desserts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I look like that joke. But we're talking about we just heard it now, as you dear listeners have as well. And we're talking about the, the, the there's a variety of um, sounds in there which aren't apparent in the in the first in the original version, Tom Waits' version, mm. the blues yeah. harmonica. Um, it's a really, that's a great solo. Yeah, really good. Really, yeah, really great playing. I think on that on the uh, have the the harmonica players. Absolutely. But we were talking about the guitar being not as accomplished or interesting. I'd say as the. It's it's a decent. I mean, I not wanting to you know bad mouth. You want to be a dick right? about it, You're but I feel like as a guitar solo, I could have played. Whereas I couldn't have played them. Like I would never have come up with a Mark Rebo one in a million right. years. And I feel like he's pushing 
like his 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 instrument and his playing to the limits of absurdity. He's seeing how far can I get before this just falls apart. Whereas that is a fairly standard sit in the middle of the pocket blues solo. Um, so the first time I, d- I heard it, I didn't like it because it wasn't like the Tom Waits version. But <laughs> the, actually, it's a really nice arrangement. Mm. Um, the thing I sent to you as we listened to it is like, they were, uh, like this sounds like a song to pick up girls with. Um, it's, got, it's got more groove to it, initial groove to it. Like the other song's got groove, but you yeah. wouldn't dance to it and you wouldn't no, no. say like, hey baby, and lean across the bar to the Tom Waits version because she'd just but be this, going like, this one I'm leaving got- this cheese shop. <laughs> <laughs> this one you got your whiskey or your rum and you and you've got your shoulders... See these yeah, hips are moving, aren't they? Because yeah. the, the the Blind Boys of Alabama are um, a group of uh, I can't remember four or five um, uh, uh, blind singers uh, from. Uh, now you told me that the lead singer is sixty five, so I don't think he qualifies as a boy. All right, they have been singing together uh, since the uh, mid forties, I believe. So, so they were originally. Boys. Then that is acceptable. Seriously, they've Apparently. been singing. They've been playing together. For 70 years I think so I think so in various forms wow. like I don't think all of them are still but the, the, the core of the band is it's four uh, uh, four uh, blind singers and then uh, uh, bass guitar drums and uh, keys um, mm. this eight piece um, and as far as I can tell the singer uh, on this track is uh, Jimmy Carter uh, our president the, the 30 something anyway um, the, um and but they sing in a, a gospel tradition. And yeah. I know you were saying uh, Jesus Mighty Sword is a fnar fnar um, uh, silly boys giggle joke. But I think that when you say, "Oh, this is a cooler," this is a this is a, a version that you could pick up girls with. I feel like this is also a version which is played much straighter. Yes. Where this in is something, church. yeah. Where they're 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 singing. You know, we do have to guard against Satan. Yeah. You have to live the righteous life, and this plays in very much to the content of this opening series of The Wire. Because it's about about the cops. Well, it's about moral choice. Mm -hmm. And I think that while I think you're definitely right, the original song does have this sense of uh, joking and caricature of the preacher. This version of the song is very straight ahead. There are good choices, there are bad choices, and you have to make sure you keep the devil down. Otherwise, he's going to ruin your life. And we watch him ruin everyone's life. And you see people going down the hole in various different ways. Yeah, Yeah. having heard it at the front of uh, Series 1 initially, I think I bought it. Mm. And I think Mm. I never considered it as being ironic until I looked at the Waits version in more detail. I, I, until you said it then, I had never considered it being uh, a carry-on it's version. It's not like I see dick penis. jokes in every song. I'm just, I'm just saying that I, I know that Tom Waits isn't a southern preacher. Yeah. He's a smart guy. He's someone that takes on other people's personas. And I think that's his way of kind of pushing and introducing this bit of ironic detachment as if to say, like, yeah, this music is great and yeah. the passion in it is great, but I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, a, a you know, revelations... Christian, sure. I don't think he is a revelations Christian. I think he likes the imagery. He likes the character. Um, so I think it's a way of kind of distancing himself. Um, I think you're right. I think they do sell it, and I think you could do this. There's a in Christian. There's you know onward Christian soldiers. There's a lot of like the you know, the knight in a suit of armor and a sword and on a, on a horse imagery in Christianity. So actually, it, it's legit. Yeah, think, you're right. You, you can sell it as Jesus is literally lopping off the head of dragon. Um, so uh, moving on, the, the Neville brothers uh, do the cover to um, Series 3. Yep. Just give us a little setup uh, for the, the content of Series 3. So Series 3, um, you're going into... Well, the big, the big story for me for Series 3 is this big experiment where 
they tried to legalize drugs in in a certain area. They call it Hamsterdam. Hamsterdam, yeah. He legalized the selling and buying of drugs in so this area. So legalizing ham. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Should we just play the track? Let's just play, this. Let's just play the track. <laughs> In series three of The Wire, I really think uh, all the intricacies of what's going on and the interweaving of all the different plots and the way that things come apart and then come back together really starts to uh, become evident. Yeah. It's the point where I think the series becomes... Uh, I know my fuck what is... This yeah, is, yeah, exactly. And, and you realise that this isn't separate seasons. By the time you're halfway through season three, you realise that this is a complex novelistic structure yeah. that is building to a single idea. So Which is disappointing because this version of the song is, I think, the dullest oh, do you reckon? of all oh. of them. The, I mean, when when we listen to it, I, I imagine for me this is this sounds to me more like the gospel singer voice, and I'm relating that to the traditional where you see a gospel preacher, you know, commanding his his congregation, yeah. mm. and that kind of not, not necessarily being a, a good singer, but just really casting his voice and and trying to spread his voice around 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 the room a bit more not mm-hmm. necessarily in the way, in in the um in the blind boys of alabama mm-hmm. that to me is more like a blues but with a gospel edge but this is this is a guy who's trying to rouse the audience to sing along with him a bit almost a bit kind cam- cam- uh, caricature like in coming to america one of the preacher <laughs> one of the preacher um characters that eddie murphy played um I can't remember that character i'm trying to think yeah but it's been caricatured a few times in and yeah. yeah, that kind of like overblown the yeah, fire and brimstone, over, and you yeah. know, damnation waits around the corner. And I'm, it's not just the devil chasing you, but I am going to chase you. Yeah. I am going to mm. hunt you down and punish you. Um, that's uh, interesting. I don't. I d- okay. So, so Martin, would you? Well, I was first of all going to say it's really interesting that the the series is focusing on the different parts of Baltimore life, and now they've chosen to look at the butchery industry because that obviously <laughs> has a whole series of different <laughs> different. Uh, um, I, 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 I find this quite interesting. I, I, I couldn't quite get to grips with it because there is a lot going on. The vocal reminded me, I said uh, across 110th Street, the Bobby Womack yeah, yeah. Um, song. It felt like a late 70s soul vocal. Um, and I like the rhythm of it. It felt like a, it like, is that like a mambo? It's like a more, like yeah. a looser, shuffly. More Latin-y. Yeah, mm. I agree. Um, what it did that the uh, Blind Birds of Alabama didn't do was recontextualize it. It felt like... A cover rather than like a straight reading of it. Well, the Blind Boys did. The Blind Boys, no, the Blind Boys felt very, very straightforward. It was like that's interesting. Um, to me, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, they didn't have the same instrumentation, but rhythmically, it felt uh, felt pretty similar. The, the, you know, the drumming's a bit more complex. Whereas this felt like it was pu- um, pushing and pulling the rhythm quite a bit, and sure. you know, you're moving your hips and shoulders in a slightly different way to this track, <laughs> to the original or the or the, or the last one. Um, I think it's interesting though that you say that. Um, you think that the 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 series one version Blind Boys doesn't recontextualize doesn't is just a, a cover of the song because I think that they inject the thing that we talk endlessly about in relation to Waits uh, a sense of genuine authenticity a genuine connection to 
the sensibility that this song has, this gospel preacher um, uh, tone. Um, uh, so we should move on to series four. Yeah. So we're introduced here to um, a, a group of school kids who are at various stages of being integrated into the streets and the drugs game yeah. uh, in mm. different ways. Um, and we see one character uh, called Presbolewski who was in the cops, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but he leaves and becomes he becomes a teacher and becomes a big part of the school system and the education system at this point as well. You see a lot of these hoppers, you see a lot of these young kids who you, in their demeanour, you can tell they're going to be the dealers, they're going to be the kingpins, and some of them are going to be the ones that are addicted at the end, mm. of, at the, end of the day, and, and some ones are just going to be beat upon and... Yeah, caught in the crossfire. And, and spat out, and mm. so it just shows that this is where the foundations grow, this is where the seeds of, of, the, mm. of the system grows. And this version um, by a group called uh, Domaje, yeah. um uh, integrates with the themes of the the season pretty explicitly. Oh yeah. Uh, so my first thought on listening to that was, I'm glad more Chiba is still getting work. And, <laughs> and, my, and, my, and my second was, this kid really likes uh, Carlos Santana. But then you told me this isn't more Chiba or Carlos Santana. This is actually a group of Baltimore kids that recorded this version. Yeah, this is a really interesting. I don't know whether Domage, um existed before The Wire began or whether this is a, a group of kids who have come together and created uh, that mm. label yeah. in order to record this. But this is, and I feel it's worth naming them, um, Ivan Ashford, Markel Steele, Cameron Brown, Tariq Al-Sabir and Avery Bagas, who are uh, a bunch of Baltimore. I initially thought they were actually uh, some of the kids who appeared in the show. Right, right. But that doesn't seem to be the case. These are just a bunch of kids who, you know, did did a, a cover of Way Down the Hole and they stuck it on the front of Series 4, which I think is... Apt for the series. Well, it, it's funny how your expectations change, though, because when I thought this was like professional musicians I was like this is a derivative piece of shit yes. and then when I, when you're like their kids I'm like oh actually this is really good I remember having the same ex- exactly the same experience you remember Friday by Rebecca Black yeah, yeah. well I, I heard it and I thought this is a, I thought it was a real pop song because I don't have very high opinions of pop and I was like this is an, a terrible song and then I was like oh a kid did this like yeah. actually this is like the fact that no, I thought no. this is a pop song that's really impressive I, yeah. well, I have I have the same dual reaction I initially go that's not good and then I go that's Admirable, yes, um, and I think that there's a uh, an awful lot of copying uh, of style and technique and tone without very much very many fundamentals yep. underneath it. Uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of shortcuts to sort of sounding cool and funky. Yeah, but I think that imitation, and I'm sure that we've all done it in all sorts of endeavours. You imitate the people who you love, whether yeah. it's the style of writing or music you produce or whatever, before you then find your own... Uh, your own voice. Yeah. And <laughs> I hear the imitation and I sort of want to stand up and go, fucking yeah, that's a great that's a great stab and you'd be given opportunity and I salute you. Mm. On the level of what the music is, there's an awful lot to be frustrated and a bit, yeah, whatever, guys. Um, I really enjoy this track um, for the vocal side of things, I think. I, I really like the way they've come together and it's the first time I've heard a woman singer yeah which is it's, it's, very young, young woman in this case first time hearing a female voice in, yeah. in the series uh, but also the would you say The Wire is a very male 
TV show? Like, do do you have a lot of women friends that are as passionate about it as you are? No, I don't. There's, there's not as many um, female no. fans. I say this from the point of view of someone that does a Tom Waits podcast. So you know, you're in a safe space. Here. <laughs> no, yeah, there's, there's definitely not as many female fans I've come across. This reminds me of like. And I don't want to minimize, I don't know, marginalize it by saying it's a Britain's Got Talent type, type of thing where there's <laughs> the kids, there's kids from Southeast Baltimore who've got together for America's Top Talent and they've done a cover of this. Yeah, yeah. and they're good singers and they've got a, they've got a version, they've got an idea, and that's, yeah. that's and I think the word admirable that you used before I think is a perfect mm. kind of description of it. Yeah. This to me sounded like when. All Saints did Under the Bridge. <laughs> yeah, we, we, see, we used to simulate that in uh, university by just pausing the CD player every... Uh, uh, do, uh, do, uh, do, uh, do, 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 But I quite like that. Uh, I was, I was a pop, I'm, not, I'm a pop apologist. A pop apologist, is that right? Uh, pop apologist. Pop apologist. <laughs> pop apologist. Pop apologist. Apologist. Um... So yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd like the way they've tried. I like I the way you had the stutter. <laughs> <laughs> that was me trying to rap there. Apologists. Yeah, no, the 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 thing that I I find redeems it is again the context to the season. In series four, there's an awful lot of children either being forced to do the jobs of adults or choosing to do the jobs of adults. The idea of, of children imitating something, of being shown yeah, yeah. how a man stands and whether that mm. means copying Barksdale and Stringer Bell or whether that means, I forget the character's name, but the guy comes back out of prison and sets up a boxing... Uh, uh, Cutty, Dennis Wise. Yeah. Um, uh, and he is trying to show by example how mm. somebody rejects that life, how a real man... Uh, comports themselves mm, yeah. uh, and staying in the uh, the school system or being pulled out of it and then you have these kids who are effectively going this is what a cool R&B track sounds like yeah. so moving on to series 5 yeah. where we uh, embrace very much the political aspects of Baltimore as well as so got uh, far away from the livestock in- industry at this point yeah, that's, that's the scope of the series there's very f- little pig slaughter going on in any <laughs> of this. Um, uh, and, and also the, and the press the press yeah. yes um mm. Uh, one of the the producers or writers of the show was a um, a journalist for a long time. So a lot of the so a lot David Simon, who created the show, is a journalist with the Baltimore Sun. So this is him kind of coming mm. back to his home territory. He's got the fire and the fury at his command. Where you don't have to worry if you hurt. This is Steve Earle, who plays uh, a minor but important character in The Wire. He yeah. plays a character called Waylon, who I'm not sure if he runs narcotic, not the NA Narcotics Anonymous. Um, which he seems to be leading the meetings. Though, he does he? do, yeah. yeah. And he becomes uh, Bubbles' sponsor. Bubbles is the main character. From Absolutely Fabulous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Played by... Uh, you can invite Martin onto your podcast <laughs> in response. <laughs> I wanted to ask... <laughs> I was trying to remember who played Bubbles then. Jane Horrocks. Jane Horrocks, yeah. <laughs> she cops awesome. everywhere. And now she's sponsored by James... Uh, Steve Earle. Oh, it's lovely though, isn't uh, it? All right, okay, I'll take lap, some more heroin. dog. Wasn't oh, it a lap dog? Oh, it's lovely. I'm so, really enjoying being off the smack. Sorry, Toby, sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's, that's, that's who's singing this. Is a character we talked before coming into this song that uh, there are people who are 
real people uh, in the show, but this is also someone who's in the show who's been taken out of it and kind of said, you know, you do your version of this song. And mm. it's the least interesting, bubbles. isn't it? Mm. I think she should have got bubbles today, to be honest. <laughs> Jen Horrocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she would have done She's that. got a voice. She's a little voice, yeah. She's a little voice, she's Tom Waits. Yeah, this, this, I mean, we could just say, we could just say, oh, this is kind of bullshit, isn't it? And uh, wrap it up there. But Well, uh, I mean, there's, there's a, couple, a couple of things I would say. Like, yeah. it, it, it's... 808, drum beat. It's, 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 you can see the bricks that built this house. Like, it's so obvious. Like, if I were to do that, I could see how I could recreate it. You put down the beat, you put a guitar riff in, you do in the hole, put a bit of distortion on it, mm-hmm. and then you do a vocal which goes... Da, 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 da. It goes between two notes with no glissando and no emphasis and no real... Pa- and, like... No passion. That, hey, listen, that said, there's a flute, it's actually there's not, a flute solo. There's a flute in there solo. As well. That that said, um, it's not bad. And what I find interesting about it is that all of these songs have totally different rhythmic mm. yes, feels. That's true. And that actually, is true. this is like if I was driving along the, the uh, you know in the um, Alabama sun, and this came on the radio, I'd be like, yeah, wind the window down, crank it up a little bit. It and is I'd that kind quite, of rhythm that makes you go about five or ten miles an hour faster than you really should, isn't it? There's various <laughs> songs where you just go, oh, I should, yeah. Can't I mean, listen to that anymore. So on, on one level, I think it's an absolutely atrocious reading of the song and, 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 and like, completely mangles the raw material. It's, Lifeless, it, yeah. It's heavily compressed. Yeah. So the dynamic range... There's no dynamic to the song. It's the same thing all the way through it, and there's no dynamic range to the song. You can hear how compressed it is everything is you know if you, if you look at the waveform it probably looks like a brick which is which is appropriate because <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like listening to this song um but you know actually it works okay if that's what if that's what you're into it's <laughs> totally at odds with anything that's going on in the show though like the most the most extreme outlier of all of them where i feel like there's no connection when you put a drum beat on something it has to have loads of soul way talking Prodigy, you're talking um, hip hop kind of music, mm. or it, it completely takes the soul out of it. And this, for me, I, well, has, it, it, hasn't it levels got that. out the energy, doesn't it? Yeah, it means the same le- energy is going all the way through, and that's quite quite like a laid back drum beat. So I don't inherently have a problem with, but it does sort of. Yeah, it is a sort of falling asleep in the back of a car. It's one of the least forward foot foot forward ones. Like it feels like it has less energy even than the Blind Boys of Alabama, which is arguably a slightly slower pace, but it feels mm. like that has energy mm. and, and direction, you know. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so I think we should quickly uh, do a ranking, uh, even if Kobe doesn't want to. <laughs> I'll do a ranking. Um, I I personally uh, would put it uh, in... Uh, I'll go uh, Series 1, Series 2, Series 4, Series 3, Series 5... I do like the Tom Waits original. Yeah. Um, I think that the Blind Boys of Alabama... Yeah, there's uh, less so in the production, but as an overall Mm. package, that may be coloured by the fact that um, uh, I feel like the first major exposure to this song was through the wire. Mm. But Mm. I do like that version of that song. I think it's good. Mm. I think it's good. So (laughs) I'm going to go number one, Blind Boys, number two... uh, Tom Waits. Tom Waits version. <laughs> number three is Damaji. Yeah. Number four um, mm. is, well, Steve Steve Earls is the last one. So Neville Brothers fourth. Neville Brothers so the fourth, same as yeah. me, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I'll go the same except for 
Sort of Tom Waits and Warren Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> There's a podcast dedicated to talking about every Tom Waits um, There are a couple of other versions of this um, song that I think are worth um, mentioning. The, uh, the, the live version uh, that Waits does that you can see in the, the film Big Time and yeah. also you can hear yeah, on the, yeah. the album Big Time mm-hmm. is worth it. There's some extra shouting for, for all of you fans out there. Um, and then there's also um, an amazing version that he does with the, uh, the Kronos Quartet as part of yeah, a concert good, uh, w- which seemed to feature an awful lot of the Dalai Lama at the front as well. The Dalai Lama, the Tom Waits Quartet and Tom Waits. Freedom for Tibet, um, yeah. Tribute, wasn't yeah, it? Yes, something like that. that. Was. I think so, yeah. It wasn't just featuring like Elton John with George Michael, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, wasn't that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Tom Waits, <laughs> the Tom Waits featuring Dalai the Dalai Lama. Lama. Big DL was coming past and, you know, <laughs> fancy DL. doing a, uh, a little... <laughs> the, uh, the other version that um, we should talk about briefly Absolutely. is um, the, the version that... that we did, Martin. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, of course. So I'm, I'm going to turn interviewer here at this point. Okay. We've listened to a few of the versions now, and you've taken some influences from this. What, what was kind of going through your minds as you put the composition together for, or put putting mm. this version together for The Wire Stripped? I, I think I had the Tom, the Tom Waits version foremost for in my mind, whilst knowing that I wasn't going to try and attempt to do something like a Michael Berger tell solo. Mm. What, what about you, Sam? Are you thinking of this or the Blind, blind Boys? The, um, no, I wasn't particularly. The thing that I was thinking about was um, uh, the arrangement and how uh, how I could mm. I could do it with the instruments to hand. Yeah. Um, a surprisingly minimal arrangement that original. Yeah. Uh, uh, Waits version. Um, yeah, the guitar, sax, bass, guitar, double bass, and cabasa. Yeah, cabasa. Yeah, sorry. Um, and the. Um, and so, so the, the the two instruments that I play mostly is uh, accordion and uh, tuba or various yeah. brass. Mm. And so the demo that I shot over to yeah, yeah. Martin after you suggested, um, recorded on my iPhone, uh, was mainly built out of uh, extending, uh, as you can on the accordion, just a long drone of high notes, mm. yeah. show, slowly shifting, and then putting the um, the tuba with that double stab from the from the weights version. Mm. Um, and Which I thought it's beautiful. I thought it sounded really nice. I really like it, and I was really pleased that to have something where I went, "Oh, actually, the things that I play are kind of qu- quite quite appropriate." Yeah, and we're, when we're perfectly within the concepts of, of what you guys are doing. I think, I, I think the thing I found very difficult about it though was the, the, the was integrating the vocals. Yes, because um, Sam and I sing from very very different places. I mean, Sam's an opera singer, whereas as, as a sort of singer songwriter, I sort of centre singing in my own voice I started very very big I yeah. started wanting to do the kind of like the, the, the screamy stuff there was like a kind of a preacher shouting at the congregation and then occasionally a deadpan brummy would respond and that didn't quite work <laughs> so you, you were Martin I'm pointing towards Martin here yeah. you were uh, verse one uh, was I I can't remember now. yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> verse one and yeah. you're the second verse but at the get at the end in the final verse that you guys put together yeah. you're playing off against each other yeah and that was the original idea but it didn't quite work so we decided yeah. to, to, to split, to, to split verse the verses and then come together at the end yeah. and I think that in the end did work we tried some harmony stuff as well but that didn't that didn't come together um, yeah. in a way it's it's not a song about unity it's about struggle against something and I think that's kind of an individualistic thing it's about mm, someone going this yeah, is yeah, a, yeah. a leader someone speaking this is what we must do yeah follow me uh, though it may not seem it from my output I mean I'm a real perfectionist and normally it's me in a room on my own going like why are you such a fucking idiot why can't you get this vocal line right and said Sam had to see me, see me do that which didn't really help <laughs> the process of, very much yeah I'm working very hard to go oh that's good enough you know I mean close, close enough well, for that's jazz you, that's because you get it right my, the first time that's the yeah, difference one hit wonder <laughs> that's how it is in opera bitches anyway <laughs> 
don't think anyone has ever <laughs> uttered that sentence in the history. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to, no, to do it. It's uh, an absolute pleasure. Pleasure to listen to it. And I've, I've listened to it like a gajillion times. Oh, <laughs> is that free? But um, it's been nice to, to, to talk to you about yeah, the show you. as Thanks well as the, um, yeah, absolutely. The, the music. And hopefully one day, Martin, you'll watch uh, episode seven. That's we'll when it see. gets good. That's a big. Uh, that's a big leap. I mean, if it's not, if I find it's not a bet a delicatessen, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> uh, and we obviously will continue our own bad idea. A five-year mission to yeah. explore new strange new songs. music. It sounds like a Star uh, Enterprise, yeah. um, Star Trek. Um, but you can find us at all the usual places um, at Song by Song Pod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Song by Song Show. Email address Song by Song Podcast at gmail.com. Our website is Song by Song Podcast.com. Um, and uh, we will see you very soon on The Wire Stripped, on Song by Song Podcast, on Flix Watcher. Yeah. Kirby's yeah. Other, Kirby's other podcasts. Yeah. And all the various other locations uh, all around the internet. Until then, I've been Martin Zoltzorstrick. I've been Kobe Omanaka. And I've been Sam Pei. Engage! <laughs> <laughs> When you walk through the garden You gotta watch your back Well I beg your pardon Walk the straight and narrow track When you walk with Jesus He's gonna save your soul Just gotta keep the devil Way down in the hole He got the fire and the fury At his command Well you don't have to worry When you hold on to Jesus' hand We'll all be safe from Satan When the thunder rolls it from us uh, thank you so much to Martin and Sam for chatting with us Kobe what's your favourite version of Way Down in the Hole it has to be yeah it's, it's the first version it's the Blind Boys of Alabama what about yourself yeah man uh, yeah I can't I can't argue with that I think 4 is a close second for me uh, but yeah you can't argue with that first one it's even better than the original I think. It, and it is and of I'm course well Tom Waits fan what we should say is actually for my no I'm going to take that back my favourite is the song by song version as done by Sam and Martin that's the best oh version. you're such a suck up 
if you enjoyed the episode guys please do subscribe to us on itunes and leave us a fantastic review we want to hear what you've got to say about the show or you can chat us uh, we're on facebook twitter instagram it's at the wire stripped or send us an email it's burner at the and do let us know which version of way down in the hole is your favorite would be good to read those out um later on um, thanks to our guests Sam and Martin who took the time to firstly to record the version of Way Down in the Hole and to take the time to speak to us about all of the different versions yeah thanks so much guys it's such a cool version yeah. and thanks to Tom uh, who produced all of this and edited it uh, he's our brilliant third member we also want to thank Izzy Lawrence for taking the time to make the logo and graphics for us that's I, it yeah, for that, us this week yeah that's it no point saying that <laughs> <laughs> 